beyond infinity. John, there's a German murderer who uh, he's, he's done his time, he served his prison sentence, mm-hmm. got caught, tried, found guilty, mm-hmm. went to jail for an extended period, like mm-hmm. 20 years. He's out and he is now trying through the courts to basically get rid of the information which identifies him as this, this, this murderer because it's tarnishing his chances of entering society normally, getting a job, being yeah. treated normally by his peers. Yeah. So what's the deal? And, and, and is this right? What do you think? Well, I don't know if it's if it's right. I don't know if it's wrong either. But uh, you know, if you're looking for somebody online, if you wanted to search on somebody, one of the first things you do is type their their name into a search engine. That might be Google or some other competing uh, search engine. And uh, based on that person's history, if they have one online, then you're going to see some articles, maybe some social media profiles. And this particular guy, a German guy. As you said uh, in the intro, back in 1981, he was convicted of a double murder on a ship that he had. And then in 2002, after he'd served his time, he was released from jail. So he did his time. So the question is, if you have you've done a horrific crime and you've served your time, what happens? Paid your debt to society. That's right. You like? Should you then be tarnished with that for the rest of your life? Well, I actually think yes. And do you? Yeah, I do think. However. This particular person is now arguing that he's finding it difficult to uh, cultivate relationships or you know has employment difficulties because people are doing the searches online for his name and a certain and when they search online and they find his name they're finding the old articles that uh, back in 1999 there was a magazine Der Spiegel so this is in Germany and they had written about the crimes associated with what this guy had done back in the early 80s mm. and due to that publication that's on there. Um, then you know this. This essentially remains on the internet forever, yep. or for as long as it's published. Well, I think the Spiegel they, they actually rehashed an article that they'd written back in the eighties around the time that the crime was committed. They rehashed that and uploaded it uh, to their website in nineteen ninety nine. So well afterwards, and there it sits. And so, despite a constitutional court fighting in favour of this guy who insisted on his right to be forgotten. to, to his, Which you know, is, which to is a, a clean, legal to have a clean application. Yeah. Despite that, the Constitutional Court did not order Der Spiegel to remove the archived articles. Because mm. he had complained back in, I think it was 2002 when he was released, and, mm. and it said he went with the cease and desist letter to Spiegel Online. Sorry, that was 2009, but that was unsuccessful. And so he actually took the case to Germany's Federal Court of Justice. It was rejected in 2012. But since then, there have been these right-to-be-forgotten laws that have been made more available throughout Europe. And this is where there's now being challenges in the courts to say, well, based on my history or certain histories, I want this removed. Now, you might be a celebrity that you don't want certain things online, mm. or you might be a criminal in this case. Or you might be yeah. a bankrupt who has come out of bankruptcy and and you know has, has resumed a successful career, but then you find that you're hamstrung because people who do a background check on you, and that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. If you apply for a job, people want to see your Facebook account. There's a lot of online background checking that goes on. It's just really standard these days so to find oh you were a bankrupt well 
we don't want to employ former bankrupts. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're you're permanently hopeless and vulnerable to going bankrupt again. It mm-hmm. just means you made some decisions mm-hmm. which had adverse results. And should you be uh, tarnished with that information forever? And I think there's we've actually talked about the right to be forgotten. There is a, a podcast on sure. our website about this exact issue with 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 Europe. And I think it may have even found in his favour in the end. This guy was able to enforce it and get uh, these references uh, removed from the internet. My thinking is that if it is fact then it should be allowed to stay. So if a media organisation is reporting on fact Mm. and they publish that on their sites, Mm. then I see no problem with that. That is for probably the greater interest of the general population. Whereas if it is fake news or false or libelous slander, whatever, if it if it's not correct, that should be challenged in the courts and that should be removed because mm. it's wrong. Mm. So if this guy hadn't committed these murders, or if he he um, was sentenced, convicted, and been released, and then it was found out after, okay, he didn't actually do it or, or whatever happened, sure, you could challenge the uh, the need to have those articles up there. However, it happened. He served his time. It serves as historical fact as to what happened. People may have a public interest in researching this. And I guess also taking it to the courts is bringing the attention to it, the Streisand effect. It's actually bringing more attention to this when perhaps he didn't need to in the first place. that's what he's trying to avoid. Yeah. But the thing is also, I think it probably should be said, is that there is a big difference between being a convicted double murderer and being someone who's perhaps a bankrupt. Of course. In terms of... of the legitimacy of your interest in having something removed and that you know potential right to be forgotten. If you've done your time, you've had to you had to pay back your creditors, or you've had to not be a company director, and you've had you know you've had constraints placed on you business wise as a result of being a bankrupt, and you've done, gone through that period, and then you're back in the game, and you're being successful, and there's no problem with what you're doing. Then should you be permanently tarnished by that? What I suppose I'm saying is there should be some differentiation based on the actual thing that's being exposed in the internet and that may be forgotten. Yeah, I agree. You know, we'll keep an eye on this story and see how it pans out. Many uh, more people will be, I'm sure, will be taking their cases to the courts to see if they can challenge and uh, have their information removed from online as well. Thanks for listening. We'd love for you to review us on iTunes. It's a great way to let others know if you've liked our podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Beyond Infinity RPPFM on Facebook or Infinity RPP on Twitter.